Do you ever have the thought or feeling like you aren't working hard enough, but you always feel tired or overwhelmed? Or maybe you're guilty of overworking and underresting. Or maybe you're the kind of person who people are always telling to slow down or work less. If any of these speak to your soul, then you've tuned in to the right episode. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, Balancers, and welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, a warm welcome, and you've gotten us right at our start of the month episode, which is our Monday Muse. So basically, I just choose a topic of interest or something that's been quite pressing for me that I want to share and I guess help us all with our collective balance. But before I dive into today's content, which by the way, is something I have been thinking about and slowly pulling apart for well and truly over a year now, I just wanted to share something small about, I guess, my personal life over the last week. So I've had a little bit of an epiphany. And for those of you who've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that at the start of the year, I set myself a goal to do at least 10 minutes of meditation every single day. And it dawned on me this week, because I have been consistent since Jan 1, that these moments of anxious feelings or high pressure stress, I haven't actually felt that for a good month and a half to two months. Now that's not to say my life's perfect or I don't get stressed out. I absolutely do. But I'm noticing that when I'm getting stressed or in like a high pressure situation, I'm much more like cool, calm and collected or I'm able to sort of ground myself a lot faster. And I 150% attribute that to my consistency with meditation. So I would love to hear if anyone else has had sort of a similar realization. I feel like it's it's a slow burn. It's things that happen over time. And obviously there's a lot going on within our neurology that, you know, you can't see the exact effects, but you'd hope long term it pays off. And I'd just love to hear if anyone else has had a similar success story or just little things that you've noticed along the way, because I'm really, really blown away and and really delighted, I guess, at that small progress I've made. It means a lot to me because I am in the corporate world and so I'm not foreign to high pressure situations. Also, you know, running your own business, that happens a lot too. So I am stoked with that level of progress and I cannot wait to see where the rest of my meditation journey takes me. So I've been loving that and and this sort of lends itself nicely to the topic of today, which I would say forms a big part of the whole balance theory in and amongst itself. So just to frame it a little better, think of this. Have you ever been in a situation where you either feel shame or embarrassment or someone else is putting that on you if you're not doing enough work or you feel like you're not getting enough done? There's sort of like this guilt if you feel like you're not hustling or working hard enough, that sort of vibe. But then on the other end, if you're doing too much or you're hustling or you're working your ass off, there's like this, well, you're not taking enough care of yourself. And I feel like there's this constant struggle or tension between hustling and self-care and the way it's sort of posed in society or in and amongst the world we live in today, it's almost like the two can't coexist. So it's like if you're working your butt off, you're not looking after yourself. Does that sort of sound familiar to you? Because for me, it's something I've personally felt. So not only have, you know, people, close friends, family, stuff like that been telling me, oh, you're working too much, those sorts of things. I've also seen myself say it to people around me, but I always had this really tough spot because yes, I'm working probably the most I ever have right now, but I'm also the most in tune with myself and I have the most self-care 
in this moment right now. So I was like, why do we go on these tangents and push people into situations where if they're working hard, that must mean that they're not looking after themselves. And in and amongst this rabbit hole is the whole concept of what even is hard work. So how many times have you either been judged or judged someone else on how busy they are? And this is something that's been tossed around on the podcast before, you know, being busy is such a badge of honor. Working hard is a badge of honor. And I'm no stranger to that. But at the same time, it becomes this comparison piece. Who's the busiest? Who's working the hardest? And this episode is really an attempt to empower you to feel comfortable with your own definition of hard work and actually work out what that means. So I'm going to take you through some exercises today to wrap your head around what your definition of hard work is. That will help you come into a little bit of an acceptance place with, I guess, what you're doing, especially if you're already content like me. I was really comfortable with what I was doing and my level of self-care, but I still had all these other people telling me that I should be doing otherwise. And then not only that, but you'll be more aware to a point where you won't actually be judging others because you'll see that that's just you projecting your own definition and thoughts and feelings towards and around hard work onto someone else's definition. And you'll see that the two may not always be compatible. So basically it's about bringing your own definition to the idea of hustle and self-care, finding out where you sit on the spectrum and totally owning that. I hope you love today's episode. I know you're going to get a lot out of it and I would love for you to share your thoughts with me personally if you feel so inclined. Otherwise, you can hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening or jump over to Apple and leave us a review. As an independent podcast, it really does help us reach out to more balances and grow this community of shared learning. I'm going to stop talking now so we can dive straight in. Thank you again for joining me today and I hope you love every minute. Whether you've seen it on a bottle, a quote, or someone's bio, the concept of eat, sleep, hustle, repeat is not one that's foreign to many of us. And if I'm being quite honest, on many levels, this speaks to me so deeply. Growing up in a humble family, hard work was like religion to us. I watched as my mum worked two jobs while she supported four kids, and that was largely on her own. And as well, all of my four grandparents were immigrants who had to forge a new life for themselves, basically in a brand new country for themselves and their families. So hard work was normal and also honorable. So by 15, naturally, I had two part-time jobs as well. Then after school, during my Bachelor of Laws, I also concurrently did my certifications in fitness and worked the whole way through. My plate always had to be full. That was just my vibe. And I was, and quite honestly still am, insanely proud of the long hours and over-the-top work ethic that I boast. I'm sure many of you can also share a similar story without comparing your upbringing or situation, I think we can all settle on the fact that working hard is a bit of a badge of honor we all want to wear, even if it wears us down to the point of exhaustion. So this is sort of, I think, where the thought started to brew in my mind. You know, there's this thing, hard work, great work ethic, all these things that I'm super proud of, but it often came at the expense of my energy and I was constantly tired and truthfully felt completely out of touch with my balance. But then it was something I really wanted too. So there was this push and pull and almost a disconnect between how to have a healthy hustle. So on one hand, we have this honorary badge. And on the other, we have constant reminders and guilt almost about our self-care. You know, the whole love yourself, give time to yourself vibe. And to me, of course, these two are incredibly important. But the messages carry vastly different paces. For one, with the hustle one, we're moving so quickly, always on, direct with our actions, And on the other, with our self-care, we're slow, intentional and relaxed. And so I feel like the hustle versus self-care can be a really sensitive topic because the spectrum is quite extreme. On one end, and have a think about if this resonates with you, there's a bit of shaming that happens if 
you're seen to not be working hard enough or fast enough, or you're not getting enough done. Maybe you think that about yourself, or maybe you see others thinking that of you. But then on the other end of the spectrum, if you're doing too much, then you're not taking enough care of yourself. It's almost like the two can't be fused. It's almost like if you're working too much, then your self-care is in the bin. And so this is a scale I've really been struggling to comprehend for quite some time now. And this episode's finally my way to make sense of it all and band together some tools on how we can navigate through this socially constructed scale. But before we do that, you and I need to have a little chat about what hustling really means anyway. When I personally think about a hustle, I think grinding, high energy, dedication and hard work. And I'm fully aware that it might mean something completely different to you. But I think what we can all settle on is that it revolves around this idea of hard work or working hard. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you at all. Two friends are catching up for dinner. Friend one says, I work so hard. My week is just crazy. I'm so tired. Friend two, and maybe this has been you in the past, is thinking they just have a nine to five, no responsibilities. I run my own business. I have real responsibility. They have no idea what hard work is. Honestly, how many times has the thought they don't know what hard work is or they don't work hard crossed your mind? Basically the notion that people think they're busy when they're not. You know, that whole, oh, they're not busy. I'm so busy. I'm 100% guilty of this. Subconsciously, it's there. And I had a realization in researching and thinking about this whole episode. And that is we pit one another against our own personal standard of hard work. So who's to say that friend one doesn't work just as hard as the business owner? To what metric are we actually measuring that? Is it by their job titles, by their level of responsibility, their hours? Let me tell you why none of this matters and why our competitiveness when it comes to hard work is more complicated than just looking at everyone's day-to-day schedule and comparing that. I wish I had a drum roll for this because this is the absolute punchline. We each have different thresholds for different emotions. Let's call them tolerance windows. Now, I haven't pulled this out of thin air. This is something I learned from my therapist, but basically it means you have a window of tolerance for each emotion. To make this a little bit easier to grasp, can you think of a friend that gets really easily upset or angry? Or maybe that's you. This is because we can only tolerate a certain level of each emotion, which probably also explains why some of us are better able to deal with more stress, more pressure, more sadness, etc. than other people. And this all comes from how your unique brain is wired, or the life experiences you've had. I think this is so, so important to understand because as you'll see, it's the first thing we notice when comparing hard work and its meaning to different people. An impossible task, by the way, if you ask me personally. All right, so someone with a role that has no responsibilities, shall we say, or little responsibility and decent hours, say, you know, they don't really work outside of the nine to five, that person might actually have a really low tolerance for stress which means that, you know, whatever they're doing in those hours could be tough or challenging for them, or they may categorize their effort as hard work. When on the flip, someone else might have three businesses and be totally fine because they have a very high threshold for pressure and stress. So when that business owner is looking at that employee working somewhere else, of course, they're going to think that they don't work hard. They're coming from their own opinion and their own tolerance window, which is a high one for stress. So they can't comprehend why someone else can't even cope with a nine to five. And you might think like, oh, that business owner is really slack for thinking that, but this is all subconscious guys. And what we're doing today is just trying to bring awareness to what our own tolerance windows might be, which I'll go through it with you in a minute and really try and bring that in for when we're being judgmental, not only on ourselves, but towards other people as well. 
So I think you can see what I mean when I say it's really impossible to have a universal definition of hard work. It's just a standard like balance that we need to define on our own terms and might I add not judge someone else's. So the reason I wanted to actually start with this at the beginning of today's episode is because now when we revisit the question of do I work hard enough or if we're judging other people for not working maybe as hard as us, we already might have some clues as to what the answers to those questions might be. And it's probably a pretty nice reflection point actually to stop and ask what emotions do you think you have a high tolerance for or a low tolerance for? So I'll kick it off with me. I feel like I have a really high tolerance for anger purely because it's really rare for me to lash out or get angry. Yes, even though I'm a Leo, I know. Groundbreaking. Whereas my tolerance for frustration is quite low. So I feel like little things get to me quickly, you know, like things being left around the house or people not replying to me promptly, those sorts of things. And so awareness is always the first step. As I said, notice what yours are and try and remember this too next time you feel judgment for yourself or others. So now that we've sort of visited the tolerance windows for emotions, it's time to revisit the idea of hard work and what that actually means to you. So whilst it's totally possible that your tolerance windows impact this definition, for example, if you can handle a lot of stress, then you might think of hard work as any job that's stressful as a really, really simple example. But we can't just look at our tolerance windows in isolation. People's definition might include things that they've been raised with. So morals and values or work ethics that have been ingrained into them from a young age or other jobs they've done. So their definition may include things like physical time spent doing something. So the amount of hours in a day, but for other people, it could be the amount of energy they've invested into a task. So if I put this question to you, who worked harder? The bricklayer who was heavy lifting for four hours straight in the sun or the manager who was in the office for 13 hours and had to skip lunch, your personal response will be based off what you view as hard work and what your tolerance windows are. So let's say you're the type of person who has a really high tolerance for exhaustion and views high energy exertion as linked to hard work. You're more likely to say, well, the bricklayer worked harder. But another person who has a high tolerance for stress and views physical time spent at a job as linked to hard work would say the office worker. This is a perfect practical example of our two friends from the very beginning of this episode. Quite simply, there's no right or wrong answer. Just understand that it's literally already formed in your mind based off your windows of tolerance and your life experiences. And don't forget the task of singularly defining hard work, I think is one too big and impossible. So why the hell is all this even important to understand? Well, We can't escape the fact that the hustle and the grind is a glorified part of today's work. So if we're not even aware what our definition of hard work looks like or means to us, we can easily be pushed into a situation and you may already have been in this situation in the past where you feel like you aren't working hard enough. And if that's you, you're most likely going to feel so much guilt if you try and incorporate self-care practices because that's going to essentially be taking away from your hard work. Or you might be in a bit of a comparisonitis loop where nothing you do is ever going to be good enough because if you look hard enough on the internet, you'll always be able to find someone who's doing more than you or looks and seen to be doing more than you because don't forget, it's just the highlights reel. With social media, nothing's hard to source these days. So what's the answer? Staying off social media? Absolutely not. You know I love social media too. But we do need to find a way to balance a healthy approach to our hard work with caring and nurturing for ourselves. I'm going to go in with another story now. Take the small business owner. He's fresh in his business, just in his first few years and still getting a lot of things implemented. 
He has so much energy and zest for his business and happily dedicates spare time to working on it. Without his physical input right now, the business would not survive. It's just in its infancy. It's too young for him to pull back. Also, his new staff are just not up to scratch to allow for that flexibility just yet. He only has time to go to the gym and relax with his partner in the evenings. Everybody tells him he's working too much and needs to spend more time investing in himself. But what if I tell you that this business owner has an extremely high threshold or high tolerance window for stress, pressure, and is an absolute master at utilizing his free time, even if it's only scarce at this point. All he actually wants to do in his spare time is exercise and see his loved ones. So by whose standard is he working too hard or not resting enough? Yours? Mine? It actually doesn't matter. It's up to us to assess our own satisfaction with our work and our self-care, which is why I want us to all collectively change the question of, am I working hard enough to, is this the life I want? Even if we change this and apply it to the other, so instead of, do they even work hard? It's, are they living the life they want? You can already see that this is not a question that you can answer. Only that person can. Just so you all know, that small business owner who works a lot and loves his time training and with loved ones is actually my partner. I am in part dedicating this episode to him because I see how much he thrives working on his business, but also how efficient and considered he is with his spare time. So many people, literally so many people are quick to tell him he needs to slow down or chill out. I literally myself have even been guilty of this, but he doesn't want to right now. He wants to be working on his business. And if I look at his balance right now, he's putting a lot of his time into his fulfillment category because his business is new. We don't have kids yet and we're in this growth phase. So to answer, is he living the life he wants? And I had to ask him, of course, because I can't answer this question. The answer was absolutely. And you know what the key is that I've realized? It's allowing for both hard work and self-care and acknowledging that at times one may take or need to take priority over the other. Of course, working and areas of fulfillment are a largely required part of living, especially in a big city. And so we can't discount that that is a necessity. It's a part of our lives, but it's about finding a healthy way to interact with this aspect. And of course, when I say that at times one needs to take priority over the other, I'm not trying to downplay the importance of self-care. And in fact, I don't personally think it should ever be non-existent, but anyone listening knows what it's like to have to prioritize work or just have to get something done at the expense of your planned self-care. To that point, I would say, try and dedicate your self-care time outside of any possible windows that will conflict with working hours. So for example, I do mine first thing in the morning, nice and early when people are not working, you know, my emails aren't coming through and no one can ruin my routine. So if we circle back, My point here is that the speeds of hustle and self-care are vastly different, but we can shift the gears between them as we feel we need to, not as we feel we have to. So it shouldn't be that someone tells you you're not looking after yourself enough or you're working too hard that you then switch the gear. It's about becoming familiar with what we actually need and want and switching it ourselves when we feel appropriate. So how do we know when to shift gears? This is a really tough question. Shifting gears could actually happen throughout your day or on a more macro level progressively over time. So for example, during your day, it might look like that you go from meditating and journaling at lunch or first thing in the morning back to your desk for a full jam-packed afternoon of hustling or working. Or it could be on a more macro level, growing your role or business to a point where you can delegate more and shift to a more flexible position. And I think the best navigation through this or through knowing when to shift gears is our lovely question, am I living the life I want? 
If the answer is yes, I don't want you to question anymore whether you're working hard enough. Don't forget how hard it is for someone else to imprint their expectation of hard work onto your reality. Now, just briefly, this is obviously outside of any basic job requirements or KPIs that you have set. If you are happy with your effort level, or maybe you only get upset or down when you compare yourself to others, I want you to come back to this question. The thing I love about it is it gives us the opportunity to claim our balance and forget whatever we thought we should be doing. It's a metric that we need to get comfortable with on our own terms. You need to understand what hard work means to you and like balance. Just own it. Before we do leave each other today, I do want to help you understand what hard work means to you so you can get a little bit of a feel on where you sit on the spectrum of hustle and self-care because it's all well and good to listen to this information. But next time you potentially subconsciously judge yourself or someone else for their work effort or get told that you're maybe not looking after yourself enough, that you're working too hard, what dialogue are you going to lean into? Are you going to lean into that because you believe and think it's true? Or are you going to stand firm knowing that what you're doing right now works for you? So I'm going to ask you four questions now. Feel free to pause in between them. I'm just going to give you like an ABC for every question and just start having a think about where you sit with each of them. So number one, when I say hard work to you, does that mean A, long hours, B, intense mental effort? So that's irrespective of how much time you're spending or C, is it physical strain? And I know sometimes you might think all the above, but just try and think of like the most accurate or the one you would pick first above them all. Two, let's have a little think about your tolerance windows. So A, think of an emotion you don't feel too often. And side note, notice if this is one you judge others for feeling. So if you, for example, don't feel that stressed too often and you feel like you have quite a high tolerance for stress, notice if you judge other people for feeling stressed. That was an interesting epiphany I had as well. B, think of an emotion you feel all the time, like maybe too much or you're too quick to feel it, something you might have a really short tolerance window for. And C, Have a think about whether that emotion that you have a really high tolerance window for and the emotion that you have a really low tolerance window for, do either of those form a part of your job or work environment and how that might play into your relationship or perspective with hard work. That's something you might need to take away and have a little think about outside of this podcast. But one, it's a really, really good one to get your head around why you see hard work in a certain way, why you might feel like some people are busy or you're busy or not, etc. All right, so number three, if I said to you, you're working too much, do you A, honestly agree and feel burnt out, B, agree that you do sometimes, but not always, or C, totally disagree and are fully comfortable with how much you're working? And lucky last number four, if I said to you, you don't spend enough time on yourself, do you A, honestly agree and feel disconnected from yourself? B, agree that you do sometimes, but not always. Or C, totally disagree and enjoy the self-care effort level that you put in right now. So with those last two questions, if you agree that you're either working too much or not spending enough time on yourself, when I ask you the question, are you living the life you want? You're most likely to answer it with a no or not yet. I like to be more optimistic. Conversely, if you disagree and are happy with your current life situation, then it shouldn't really matter what other people say or think about your levels of effort and hard work. So understanding really where you sit in and amongst all of these messages is super important because I don't think these conflicting paradigms are going anywhere on social media. And actually, I'm going to correct myself there because I don't actually think they're conflicting. I think that 
because they're pumped up as two extremes, often it feels like we have to pick and choose between them. But I think it's more of a balancing act. It's more of knowing when to lean into one or the other. So you can have both, but it's about knowing how to navigate that and being comfortable with, you know, how much you're leaning into one or the other. Okay, so if you're like me, a go, go, go type of person, here are a couple things I think we need to be extremely careful of. When you're on all the time and you don't take care of yourself at all or not enough, eventually you will stop enjoying what you're doing, your work, your business, etc. And when you stop enjoying what you're doing, you're really not as good at it either. And this has a trickle effect onto all the areas of your life. Imagine it's like a slide. Down the bottom is total dissatisfaction and burnout. And you're not always sitting at the top of the slide either. We slip down in part every single day. But it's noticing these patterns and being able to interject before we slip too far down. That makes all of the difference. Let's just forget for a minute that usually we want to go down a slide for a lack of a better metaphor. You get the point. So what's my tip here? It's to check in with yourself regularly. As I said, thinking you'll always be sitting at the top of the slide is totally unrealistic. What I like to do is meditate. Meditation is obviously a really amazing way to check in with yourself. But really any type of activity that you enjoy that lets you get quiet and just listen to your body, it could be just like being thoughtful in the shower or, you know, having a moment of silence before you eat, whatever it is. I'm just randomly thinking things off the top of my head that will work perfectly. And so when we get quiet, we can listen to our thoughts. We can feel our body. We can feel if anxious emotions are festering. We can feel if there's tension in our body from sitting too much or If we're so exhausted that it's impacting our diet and energy levels, you know, like when you actually stop and just have a minute, you can notice these things and you're actually looking out for them too. And so if you're regularly checking in with yourself, you'll be able to tell you, you'll know when it's time to switch the gears. If you need to start, you know, putting a little bit more effort into your hustle, you know, maybe you've just been like taking it easy this week and that's fine, but next week it's time to shift gears and go full speed ahead. Or maybe you're feeling totally burnt out because you've listened to yourself and you can feel those signs in your body. I know for me, like neck pain, number one, that's, it gets totally tense. All my traps, the top of my spine and my neck get so tense, ends up being like frozen. So I, that's really, really bad. That's only happened like once or twice. That's when I'm ignoring little things along the way, like my traps start to hurt, etc. So if you don't sit down and pay attention, your body will end up making it very loud for you until you can't ignore it. But that's my little tip. Just find something that helps you check in regularly so you know when to switch those gears. And switching the gears keeps you from sliding all the way down the hill. Maybe that's a bit of a better metaphor if we roll with the car situation. So if any of the following resonate with you, you might want to sit down and just think a little bit further about your tolerance windows, what you think about hard work and how that plays on your own self-judgment and judgment of others. So one, being tired on its own makes you feel guilty. Two, you have little to no self-care routines. Three, you feel guilty about making time for yourself. Four, people tell you that you work too hard and you genuinely agree. Five, you miss out on a lot of the social or personal things you would really like to be involved in. Ultimately, if you aren't living the life you want, what are you doing? I'm not suggesting it's as simple as, okay, now I'm going to start living the life I want. But once we're aware of it, we can take baby steps towards doing what we actually want. And one thing I've actually learned is that sometimes without experiencing the things we don't want, we would have no idea how to express the thing that we actually desire. And so every experience is a lesson. Don't resent the position you're in right now. Don't resent the place in your journey you're in now because you're meant to be there. 
and it's teaching you something, whether steering you in the right direction or showing you something that you thought you wanted that you actually don't. You just need to bring the right awareness to it, manage your own relationship with hustle and self-care, and they can coexist if you learn to switch your gears appropriately by checking in with yourself regularly. The current world is big on hard work and hustling. I live in this world too, and I'm totally guilty at times of overworking and underresting. But I also walk in the coexisting world of personal formation and self-development. This world is the one that loves talking about self-care and being kind to yourself. These messages are both so equally important to me. I believe the hard work really does matter, and I equally believe that kindness and self-care matter. The key is allowing for both on terms that suit you best. I really hope today you've taken away a little bit of an understanding as to why at times you might feel like you don't work hard enough or everyone else is so busy or maybe you have a little bit of guilt festering. I'm not too sure, but I know I felt all of these things and more over the last year or so, especially as my personal schedule has gotten so much busier. I really have grappled with the idea of owning that routine because to other people who value hours spent, think I'm working way too much and not making enough time for myself. But little do they know I have a great daily routine and I feel more connected with myself now than ever. So this is my little episode to anyone out there feeling exactly the same way as me. And it was also a really good reflection piece because I found myself doing exactly that judgment piece towards my partner and telling him he needed to slow down when really I just understood through this whole process that he was in the same position as me. And if that's you, just know that you can own whatever place you're in. If you feel happy and comfortable dedicating your time how you choose, then I just think that's the only way. And I think you should totally embrace it. If you do have a similar story or any additional thoughts on anything shared today, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Don't be shy. Flick me a DM. You can jump over to our Instagram at The Balance Theory. We've got an incredible month coming up. I'm going to be posting the May schedule very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. I want to thank you all for choosing to spend your time with me today. I always really appreciate it. Every download, review, rating, DM, everything that I get from you guys absolutely warms my heart. So a big, big thank you. And I will see you all next week for another incredible episode with an amazing guest. You'll have to stay tuned. Until then, stay balanced.